Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Welcome back. It's Fire and Bloom, a House of the Dragon podcast presented by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. We've got, I keep saying it, another banger Ooh. on our hands. Oh, man. Not much happened, but what happened was some What's heavy huge. stuff, man. Hey, some of the most emotionally riveting Game of Thrones storytelling we've gotten yet. And uh, if you have any qualms with the pacing of the show and the way it's unfolded before us, Mm. I don't know, man. It feels like everything that was supposed to hit this episode should have hit for you this episode, regardless of how fast we're diving through the story. Uh, mm. Now it's been over 20 years since the beginning of the story. Uh, at least 22, at most 26. I can't tell if it's mm. been 10 years since the last episode, but... Uh, you know, Rainey's kicks it off with like, it's been six years since I've seen my husband, so it's... I doubt he took to the stepstones immediately after his daughter's death. So it's uh we're we're we've covered over two decades of story here, man. Uh, coming to this point, which is nuts. And uh, you know, the running joke was that like, oh, Viserys is going to live another episode. He's gonna, you know, he's just going to keep going. You know, we thought he was dead episode two. Yeah. Dude just keeps on going. Um, but actually. Like, extending his life this long made this moment so much, like, so much sweeter. Like, can you imagine if this was, like, episode two or three? No. And, like, he, they, like, they just sped that up so much, you know? Like, yeah, no, like, they, I don't know. It was so triumphant, you know, because he's so weak and decrepit. Everything that happens in this episode with him resonates on a level that's just so much more meaningful. Because he is barely hanging on by a thread. And the thing that always blows my mind to remember is that Rhaenys is actually older than him. Wow. Because she was the oldest descendant yeah. and it passed uh, through her. Uh, it passed over her to go to the oldest male descendant. Um, those infections from the throne, man, they got to his ass, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one little dagger. On the Iron Throne that has the little disease tip point on it. Got him. That gets every king. Got his ass. Got his ass. He's all Gus Fring and Breaking Bad. He's all Yeesh. Harvey yeah, Dent and, and the Dark Knight. Man. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not looking good. But are you ready for a scene-by-scene scene breakdown Ooh. of this episode here? 
Ah, let's let's the get it. Lord, the Lord of the Tides. What an episode it was. Uh, we kick it off down at Driftmark. I was like, ah, okay, we're getting right into it. Rainice begins a narration about the amount of time it's been since we last seen Corliss. Uh, hasn't seen, hasn't been seen in six years. He's in battle in the step zones and it's, uh, he led his men into an ambush and suffered a terrible wound to the neck and fell into the ocean, which, uh, it seems like a bad combination. Yeah. <laughs> feels, feels like that's ripe for some, uh, blood loss, for some infection, uh, uh for for plenty to go wrong for you if you get your throat cut or your neck cut and then fall into the ocean. The fact that he is not certainly dead is impressive. Um because man oh man, that sounds bad. I think they're did he immediately die, but they're just playing it up as to be like no way that he like could die this this way. Like is it assumed that he's dead? Like he's done now? Like My moving forward or he's like, due home in three days. Oh, that's true. They did say that. Like and like it's not certain he's not certainly dead. Like uh, it's likely, you know, Vaymond makes the point like, hey, I've seen bloodburn take or you know, blood fever take a soul far younger than his. So uh mm-hmm. we need to be prepared for the possibility. That when man, he, when the ship does arrive, he's dead. Um, yeah, I guess they're just making the decision just just in case. It's not like they were like, "Oh, he's dead for sure." Let's make this decision. It's like if he does die, we need to know what's going to happen. Nah, man, I don't want Corliss to be dead either. You know, like I, I know, like, ah, like nah, off screen nah, nah, nah. too. You know, yeah, like that's, completely that's off screen. Not I dead. Know. That's like if he he could be on the brink of death, have a couple like a last scene with Rainice or something, and then die, and then I'd be okay with it, you know. But uh, I don't think he's dead. Dead. I think he'll be alive when he arrives home after this, and uh, he'll at least get a couple more scenes in because Steve Dusan has just been fucking fantastic as Corliss, um, and uh, it would just be a shame for him to just. We kick off this episode after him being such a prominent character last week, and then it's just like, yep, he's dead. Mm. Um, it, you know, like, we keep, uh, like, for some reason I keep thinking that we're going to see the person that was healed um, of Grayscale for the first time. Like, that was mentioned in the, Cit- like the, the Citadel? Is that right? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, the Citadel's the, a place. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, like, it was mentioned that like, oh yeah, there was one person that was that was cured of grayscale and the practice you know, this was the practice that they did, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but it's only happened one time, it only worked one time. I don't know why, like I, I feel like that's gonna happen, but like um what was the report of Corliss that he was just fighting in the stepstones? Yeah, he was fighting in the stepstones. It's uh the the war down there has renewed. Mm-hmm. He got a, okay. pro- a yeah. Corsair's blade to the neck. And uh, fell into the ocean, but uh, yeah, the great con- the greater concern rather than the okay. the wound itself yeah. is the fever that followed. And Vayman warns that uh, he may be dead by the time he gets home. So uh, who will take the driftwood throne? And 
though Rainis has been, she's like, oh, I know, I've been here, just I've been doing just fine. I'm chilling on the throne. If you okay with that, and uh, he's like, yeah, 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 but no, uh, that's not cool with me. Uh, it's supposed to pass to Lucerus. <laughs> no, can't have that. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and take this shit when the time comes. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, my brother only cares for the history books, but what of the Valarian line? And Vaman's like, uh, hey man, I'm asking for your support. Frankly, I don't need it. The, sh- the winds have shifted. The crown has good reason to take my side. Vaman said, I know war is coming. And I will promise to be at the high tower side when that comes. <laughs> uh, like that's, uh, that's all, that's all he's got going here. He's like, I'm, if it means I'm the Lord of the Stepstone, or not the Stepstones, the Lord of Driftmark, fuck yeah, I'll do this. The Lord of the Tides. Yeah, I mean, for him, it's not not bad. Um, I don't know. I'd say, as of right now, the the High Towers, like their their side, is is much stronger. Um, it's not until I think the end of the episode where we get a little egg. You know, some some more eggs in the in the works and and stuff like that. That like Rhaenyra's side is actually gaining some strength. Oh, that, um, that happens here. We 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 see dragons. Oh, really? That's that or that's yeah, this it, early? It happens. It happens the oh, second scene after this because Damon climbs down into oh, Sarax's den and harvests three eggs. Damn. Well, I have the theory that these are Daenerys's. Oh yeah. fuck! They're yeah, not even. Think, oh, they're not even gonna hatch. Duh. I don't yeah, think they're gonna hatch. Yeah, I think these are Daenerys's. They they turn to stone over the years, and I think it'd be cool if Daenerys's dragons came from Rhaenyra's dragon. I think that'd be pretty kick ass. Um, I think it's almost certainly Sick. what happened here. But uh, sick. Yeah, unless Damn. these eggs hatch, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, fuck it. Uh, because I'm assuming two of these no. eggs probably go to Aegon and Viserys. Aegon the third, Viserys the second. <laughs> um, I, dude, didn't we call it that the kid was going to be named Aegon? We were like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's Aegon. Like, instantly? Oh, yeah, that. Gotta love that. I don't know I that. that. I love that. Well, it's just such a power move to name your kid Aegon. Because, like, if you're a Targaryen, it's like, well, he's the Conqueror, you know? Why yeah. wouldn't I name him Aegon? And I like that they were like, yeah, we named our firstborn Aegon. We got our second one for you, Viserys. <laughs> uh, he was happy with it, though. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Now that is a name truly fit for a king. I was like, oh, man. No! Oh, dude, that shit broke my heart. But nevertheless, Damon's real excited to have gotten these these dragon eggs. He he delivers them, hands them off to the dragon minders, and... Uh, they give him a note from his daughter, Bela, that's just arrived from Driftmark. And inside the house, Rhaenyra, who is, again, pregnant, checks in on Desiris during his High Valyrian lesson. And, yeah, you know, I'm seeing this, and I'm like, cool, that's Aegon in her belly. I guess they didn't have a kid right away. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this is the third kid she's pregnant with. with Damn. Uh, yeah, with Damon. So that's, that's they've been busy, but... uh Damon interrupts the the lesson to share what he's learned from the letter. Vaymond is going to call Rhaenyra's kids' legitimacy into question, and they've got to head to King's deal, King's Landing to deal with it. But uh, that scene where Josiris uh, <laughs> is like, a king should be able to honor his forebears, and she's like, well, if unless you plan on unseating your own mother, 
you got plenty of time. Okay, fucko. Go ahead and go ahead and study all you want. You got plenty of time, buddy. I thought that shit was funny. Um I will say if there's any episode where I can get enjoying Damon and Rhaenyra as a couple, it's this one. Uh yeah. like it is still weird to ship them oh, though. Like it's still so it, weird. Like it like I've like been seeing lock screens of Damon and Rhaenyra. Like people that are like, oh my god, I need the iOS 14 or whatever they're on lock screen of Damon and Rhaenyra. I need like I need like they are so cute together. And it's like uh, no, nah, I think you can I think you can no. admire the, the, the utility the relationship has for the show and recognize the way that it's done on screen, the way that the actors perform caring for each other. Uh, but to be like, oh, they're the cutest couple in Westeros. I don't know. I can't do it, man. I can't. Like, for the love of God, Lenor and Carl are right there. You know, that's the cutest couple in Westeros for my money. Mm. Literally faked a man's death to go to go live together. Damn. Damn, that's true some real ones but uh nevertheless they arrive to king's landing some time passes again because she hops out this carriage and her baby bump is a lot bigger it's like Mm. yep took some time to travel down here we're not going to do the game of thrones thing where we take a whole fucking episode for that to happen so we're here now baby bumps bigger and uh they arrive to see uh to see firsthand that uh viserys is alive still uh bedridden and not there mentally uh he's 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 mentally he's fading and uh the princess and uh damon immediately head to the, head to her father's quarters and waste little time getting to what they need to be talking about you know da- like and this was one of the cool moments for damon mm-hmm. you know like these are not his kids that he's vouching for technically you know the way he's like brother listen to me you are to affirm your position for Lucerus to be Corliss's successor because we can't have it any other way. Uh, and I love the way Matt Smith played this scene. Mm. Like, he has a tough time <clears throat> looking at his brother. He like, is, yeah, he's struggling. Like, yeah. he is... The performances in this episode were fucking wow. brilliant. Yeah, Because they were just so, like... It was all mostly pretty subtle, you know, like last week we had the Allison freak out. So it was like, obviously she had a big moment, a big swing to swing to take Olivia Cook. This was all just like pretty low key stuff that was just everyone talking in rooms, you know, and uh, mm. the way Matt Smith plays this entire fucking episode is brilliant. But uh, this was just cool. one of the small scenes that landed you know, really, really well. Whenever they walked into Viserys' room at first. He built so much more of his Lego set. Dude has been hard at work. Yeah. Um. Whether I mean he he hasn't been doing any of it. I mean he's just been like giving him the plans, whatever. Well, but like I took it as he expanded it as much as he could when he could. It looks like some of it's gathering like cobwebs. Cobwebs are everywhere, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like he hasn't touched. I have the feeling he hasn't oh. touched this thing in a long time. Oh. Uh, just a small little symbol of how everything's getting away from him. And, and like, one of the things he built was, like, I don't know, was where he held his tournament. Is that, like, a permanent structure, or was that made, like, for that tournament? 
I'm not sure. That's a good question. Because he built that, and, like, it's just sad that, like, that's one of the biggest things, like, there, and it, like, turned out just to be such a, I don't terrible, know, like, terrible memory. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, man. Just so, yeah. so sad. Yeah, man. Damn. Viserys is, uh, this was, this was my favorite episode for Viserys, uh, I think, yet. It made him very easily my favorite character of the episode. And the way Patty Considine acts throughout this episode made him very easily my favorite performance of the episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't go to anyone else this episode. I, and that's I was, what's crazy, is that, like, I can absolutely see people going with other choices. This episode was so fucking strong. Like, I mean, uh, specifically... Yeah. Matt Smith is Damon. Uh, I think it's Ewan Mitchell is the new guy who stepped up as uh, Amond. I can see someone mm. going with him. He was uh, cool. Weird. Yeah, he was but cool. cool. But uh, oh yeah, definitely a prick. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, I mean, shit. Emma Darcy again as mm. Rhaenyra, fucking killed it. What an incredible. Like whenever sh- she breaks down later when she visits uh, Viserys at night. And it's like, you told me I was like, I'm, I'm supposed to take this on. And I I don't know if I ever wanted it. Like, she was like, the, the toll is heavier. The, the, what is it? The the burden. Yeah. Uh, of he who wears the crown or she who wears the crown in this case. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Man. But, uh. But yeah, but yeah no, I, I don't. Th- I don't think. Uh, I was trying to think if there was because the performance is going to Patty Considine. Considine, yeah, Considine. Uh, it's going to him. He's getting the performance for sure. But I was thinking if if, if any other character could take the spot. Um, a and you know uh, that's that's much more open. But uh, I don't know, man. Just him in his last moments uh, at that dinner and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I had to his his triumph and making his way up there for Rhaenyra like oh, it dude. was such a great episode for him uh, but we'll get there mm. uh, after Damon gets straight to business Rhaenyra is like ah oh, well let's let's rein it in a little bit you're uh I appreciate you Damon for looking out for my kids and stuff but uh, we got some we got some people we want to introduce to you Viserys and uh, she brings in twins twin babies Aegon and Viserys. Uh, who, understandably so, are a little frightened by their uh, by their grandpa and uncle. Their grandpa, uncle, their uncle, grandpa. Oh, uh, God! <laughs> I don't think of these things until you know. I I just thought of him as grandpa. Until well, one now. thing's for sure. Damon is his own nephew. Wait a minute. Damon is his own nephew. Nephew-in-law. He... Damon he is married. His... He married his brother's daughter. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so Damon's his own uncle and his own nephew. That's unbelievable. Yeah, just uh, just a quite the quite the dynamic at play here with the incestuous stuff. 
but uh yeah it's hard it's hard it's hard you gotta you gotta really like i gotta like really put it out of my mind to be okay with some of the stuff i'm watching on screen you know what i'm saying like uh i gotta uh, be like i'll forget about that for a bit yeah it, it's it, like, like the thing is is that matt smith doesn't age through that throughout the show whatsoever like no. in real life like Rainier was a little girl too. Like he watched her grow yeah, she's up. She's like thirty-five now. The first time they even showed hints, she was fifteen. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool, Damon. But, Gotta uh, ship them though. Gotta ship them, man. Oh, I mean, they are I guess. so cute yeah. together. Uh, oh. but um, Alicent is delayed on her way to greet the new guests by a knight who alerts her to uh, some bother in Prince Aegon's apartments. Uh, and anyone, hopefully, who previous li- previously liked Aegon will watch this episode and now not like Aegon. Yeah. I sure hope that's the case. These kids suck. And it makes yeah. sense because Allison is the mother. Um, and she's probably not, not the best to her kids. Yeah, and the way that this episode plays out, it's like, ah, it just breaks your heart to see the parents kind of mend their relationship, but they've already instilled such a hatred in their kids that they won't be able to get past it. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, we thought the kids were, the kids were innocent in all of this, but now it's going to be the kids who instigate it all. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting twist at the end there. I'm like, wait a minute, it's actually going well here. I'm like, I thought, I thought blades, I, I thought people were dead. I'm like, I'm this is where it goes down. I'm yeah, thinking, right. you know, and like, I'm like, oh, it's taking a good twist, but uh, nah, no, yeah, this, this part fucking sucked. I was like, fuck Aegon, uh, for life because uh, a servant, uh, a servant sobs to Alicent saying she delivered wine to the prince's room that she she didn't even see him uh and it's it's not outwardly said but very very obviously implied that Aegon sexually assaulted her mm-hmm. and uh Alicent uh, and this was I was like fucking finally um Alicent shows any ounce of humanity here um I mean she showed some humanity last week you know the whole like envy and jealousy and why you? Why do you get to do whatever you want and I don't? So like I don't wanna I don't wanna dismiss Allison's humanity. I think a lot of her responses to things are extremely understandable. They're just a little out of pocket. Um <laughs> This time though, I was I was very happy to see that she at least started by showing her compassion. Saying that uh she believes her, uh but it's incredible like but it's not her job to to do what she believes it's what others might believe. She does a little bit of light victim blaming and uh, uh, subtly threatens her a little bit more. She puts a bag of coins in her hand and force feeds her some moon tea. I uh, think she showed her some humanity because she knew that she was either dead because of the moon, the tea. Because, like, we heard earlier in the season that, like, if it's not prepared. Exactly right then, like, it's very dangerous. And, like, I don't think they really care uh, about about this at all. I think they know it's going to kill them. Like, honestly, I don't think it's really ever worked. And even if it does, 
then cool. Like, but like, I think, I don't know. I think uh, she. You, you feel like it is implied that she it, kills this it girl. It was here. like, I'm giving you a hug because I know you're dead and I know you're not going to show up to work tomorrow. And then I'm going to have to hug the next, per- the person who calls. Where is this person? Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I feel like she has done this before. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. is, is the, the feeling I got. Um, I see. maybe not at initially, but near the end, um, whenever like here's, take on a here's some time. gold here's some gold um well see it was know. the gold that made me th- and the fact that we never get any confirmation that that's what happened um i think it was just I, like i took the hugging of the next servant girl as like uh i'm so sorry <laughs> that you have to put up with this little fucker. Oh, like, uh, I thought it was, it was like, she's not here with she's us not any longer. Back. Yeah, I see, I see. I um, didn't think about that. Yeah, I thought it was just... Hmm. Uh, no, I, like, obviously the thought occurred to me, like, oh no, is she about to kill this girl? Um, But the lack of confirmation, the fact that she does give her a bag of coins, it kind of felt open-ended, like... uh. I do think you're right. If she dies, she dies. And I think that's kind of just like, that's kind of the attitude about it. But I don't think we really get any reason to believe one way or another that she did. True. Or that Allison stuck around long enough to know whether or not she did. Um, but nevertheless, she then marches straight to Aegon's room to scream at him, uh, pull him out of, pull him out of bed, slap him in the fucking face. Uh, just tell him how much of a disgrace he is. The, the rem- the like uh shame she brings upon he brings upon her and his wife helena his sister um but uh you know of course Aegon shows no remorse he's uh he's a complete another complete and utter fuckboy and in fact instead of showing any remorse he goes ah oh, poor me ah oh, poor me starts crying i'll never be good enough for you or viserys um well if you keep doing shit like this, you won't be good enough for fucking anybody, Aegon. Um Damn. Yes, dude. I don't know. He just I don't think he wants the crown and he's just like I don't know. He 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 was just kinda pushed into it. He is a piece of shit. I'm not trying to defend him really. Oh no, no, like but there is like, something to the idea that his parentage They've influenced Aegon and and Aemond in a way that's very, very profound. I mean, like, a mother who we've seen her on multiple times slap them across the face. Um, We've seen that Viserys in this episode and in previous treats Rhaenyra as his only child. Yeah. Uh, does, yeah, Viserys is non-existent as a father for this. Does not think of Aegon or Aemond as his kids, nope. or Helena. Uh, doesn't think of any of them as his kids. Um, and I mean, like, so, I, yeah, and again, not defending him because Aegon's a complete and utter fuckboy. And this, no matter how you were raised, is completely and utterly disgusting. Um... Be like the 
the, like whenever he starts to cry a little and stands up and is like, oh, but I'll never be good enough for you. Like, that's the part I'm like, okay, well, it's uh, like, I think that's, I think that's true. I don't think he'll ever be good enough mm. for Viserys or Alicent because he's, he's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straight, straight up. That's literally why he feels that, yeah. that way is because he isn't good enough. Um, <laughs> no, your, your feelings are not misplaced there, Aegon. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, he's but, not uh, a dreamer. You could say he wasn't no. blessed with the, the dream. Not one gene. bit. Dream gene. I don't, I don't know. Power. Dream. I don't know what to call it. Ah, the dream um, gene. I kind of like that. But, uh, Allison finally makes her way to say hi to Rhaenyra and Damon. And, uh, whenever she walks in and starts talking again, Matt Smith is just fucking amazing. I love this dude's just, she mm. starts talking and the way he just like rubs his eyebrow, like, Oh my God, I can't stand this bitch. Uh, she's like, we're honored to have you here at the Capitol. Da, 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 da. And he's like, not enough to fucking greet us on our arrival. So clearly we weren't gone long enough. Uh, and, uh, you know, when she's like, uh, well, we've, uh, we've been keeping his seat. We've been helping him rule the, the, the kingdom. And he's like, oh, yeah? How do you interpret Viserys' will? Fucking wheezes. Like, uh, I was like, okay, Damon, go off then. Uh, but Rhaenyra being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all been feeding him milk of the poppy. Keeping the seat warm and shit. I see you. I see you. And, uh, but she's like, you, you can't even imagine what it's like whenever he's not on milk of the poppy. He's suffering. It's, it's near, he's nearly blind in pain. Uh, it's, it's unimaginable. And they're, uh, it's not, it's not looking good for Viserys is the, is the conclusion here. And, you know, they cover it up in like this religious, like, uh, mm. they're like, oh, because of the light of the seven, we can, we rule through the light of the seven, you know, like uh, they, they cover it up with some religious ploy to make it seem like they do right. But God, it's so icky the way they go about things. Fuck the high towers, dude. Yeah. Like, and even change, like changing the, the logos and the castle, like doing every, like everything. They still have the Targaryen banners up and stuff. Uh, they haven't like fully gone, you know, high tower yeah, banners like or seven anything. Point but... Stars everywhere. It's uh they're going religious fanaticism here. That's, that's, they're like, yep, you know what? This is how we'll get away with everything. Uh, but yeah, they're, uh, they're clearly ruling in Allison's, in, uh, Viserys' stead. Uh, you know, even Vayman said it earlier, I think, like, there's not a king ruling Westeros. There's a queen mm-hmm. ruling Westeros, uh, regarding Allison and, uh, and uh, they'll be uh, they'll be the ones ruling on Lucerus's claim to Driftmark the next day. So ah, well that's good. Guess we know how that's going to go. And uh, <laughs> at least we thought. And uh, Jason, Jason, and Luke make their way down to the training yard. Some nice old memories, getting a little nostalgia in. And uh, they're walking around, and Jace is. I like Jace a lot. You know, he's proving to be a pretty honorable young man. You know. Uh, the so old, far. Yeah, older, Jace, older, Luke, younger, Jace. Yeah, I gotta, Jace I gotta keep Luke that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, he is, he is. Yeah, he's... he is. He keeps being a pretty solid guy. You know, they're uh, 
way he's like, oh, come on, Luke, what are you, little pussy? Come on now, buddy. Uh, I thought I thought that was cute. Luke was like, oh, but people are staring. They know. Ah. Uh, it, it, was, it was just cute as fuck because uh, I, I, I just like to see them at least with a sense of normalcy a little bit because it doesn't feel like they've gotten a lot of chances to be normal. Uh, but uh, here they see a... Uh, a nice blonde head of hair with an eye patch battling Sir Christian Cole in a spar and uh, ultimately gets the best of Sir Christian Cole. I was like, fucking Fuck, yeah. throat slash this dude. Yeah. Uh, someone just kill Christian Cole already, please. You know what would be even better is if he just faded into nothing in this story. <laughs> like he just, he just didn't mean anything. Uh <laughs> Oh, not even a death, not anything. Not even a death. Not, like, he doesn't nothing. get anything. He nothing. just fades into the background, no longer important. Uh, Is there, did someone replace him? Someone was wearing some Kingsguard armor that resembled Kristen's, Kristen's pretty heavily, uh, but I don't know if that was just the Kingsguard's armor, or, uh, because, I mean, like, he is still training with Aemond. True. So, I mean, like, he's... He's got some degree of importance, I think, but, uh, you know, I'm looking at the, at Jason Luke here and like their hair is like noticeably different colors. Like, uh, Luke's is very much darker and full um, and thick. And I wonder, I don't know, cause I, uh, initially when they were younger, um, Jaceris had like, uh, curlier hair right or was it the other way around it, it was still the other way around like luke had curlier hair luke yeah than jace but jace is and i think this is just a result of the actor change his mm. hair does look a lot thinner now mm. than his hair did when he was a young when he was a young guy like he did have a larger like his hair when he was younger looks more like luke's does now you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Reason I'm bringing it up is I'm wondering if like they're playing into the fact that uh, Kristen is the father of one, and then mm. uh, what's his first name? Harwin. Harwin is the father of the other. Yeah, or and then Joffrey is probably def is definitely Harwin. Definitely Harwin. Uh, de but uh, At the very least. Luke and Joffrey are definitely Harwins, and I'm fairly certain Jace is too. Uh, but because uh, I think there was a gap between Christ, Kristen, and like I don't think it was nine months between Kristen and Rhaenyra. That's Fuck fair. And yeah, Jace being born. Okay, fair. But nevertheless, Aemon best Sir Kristen Cole in some combat here. Uh, uh, they turn when he turns around. They realize it's Aemon, and they uh they look at each other like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like uh, pretty clear. Nobody want to fuck with Aemon. Uh, over the course of this episode, uh, and uh, I love that Kristen Cole was like, "Hey man, good job. You'll be winning tourneys in no time." And he's like, "I really don't give a shit. Get the fuck out of my way." Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I just. Love the the Kristen Cole slant, just slander. Anytime he's just he just got embarrassed in front of everyone. It just keeps getting put down. Like he just deserves it. He just keep deserves. it rolling. You know, Amon Amon's a dick and all. Um, but in this way, in in this focus, when he focuses it, 
you know, just when his sights are on Kristen, it's okay. Yeah, I'm perfect. Anything cool. goes, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, anybody out there can be as big of a dick to Kristen as they want, mm. and I'll highly invite it. I um, mean, Eamon, though, he, he took Vagar, and he did not look back. This dude no. has been riding that, and he, like, I don't know, he's he's kind of badass. Like, oh, he's yeah, kind of, I think... He's an absolute dick, but he's kind of badass. He's Damon. And this is the early Damon age. Well, he's trying, I think he's trying to oh, be. Oh, he Damon. admires Damon, dude. Yeah. The way, like, in, in Damon, like, I think knows that. Mm-hmm. And even he knows he's like, oh, I'm even past that now. You know, I'm, I still do Damon shit, but like, I'm not like that anymore. I've matured a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. You know? Um, I don't know. The, their dynamic is, is really, really cool. Um, I don't know. I feel like Damon is gonna, or Eamon is gonna join the side of Rhaenyra and Damon. And, oh, no shit. Like, no betray. Shit. Be like, be like, you know what? Like, fuck, like, I don't know. Allison, she's not a Targaryen. He he feels like he's more of a Targaryen ride or die, you know, blood like gotcha. sort of sort of guy. And Allison is just going away from that, you know. Yeah, I. It's interesting. I've taken Aemon to be sort of a rogue. Rogue, yeah, devoid of all of it. Just kind of like fuck the Targaryen name. I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever I want to do. You know. Uh, hmm. Because what we see later yeah. on in the episode is Aegon backing Aemond up. But, uh, mm. like, if Aegon were to throw the first shots, would Aemond back Aegon up? You know, like, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, because whenever Aemond, Aemond gets punched by Jace, Aegon doesn't hesitate. He pins Luke down to the table and is like, yep, fuck yeah, let's get this shit on. You know, like, uh... True. But it'd be interesting to see if Aegon started some shit, if Aemon would, like, come to his aid, or if he'd just sit back. Because, uh... Yeah, I, I think, see, I also... I think Aemon sees Luke and Jace as not... They're they're just bastards, in his mind. They're, they don't matter, like, in his yeah. mind. So I think, like, he's like, yeah, they, they, they got some high... They got lucky, you know, they'll, ha- they'll have a nice life, but, like, they're not of any... I guess no, they I don't know, they do have Targaryen blood in them, so he would care a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah true. Okay. It's um it's, when it comes to some of these characters, it's impossible to determine yeah. whether or not they give a it's, shit about anything. It's not really black and white. They give like they give a shit about things whenever it benefits them to give a shit about things. You know, that's kind of uh <laughs> it's kind of how this show goes. The only pr- people who like I genuinely can't. If someone doesn't really care what happens, they are the least problematic person in the show. Mm. You know, if they are truly laid back, what's to what's to give a fuck about? Then, like, I don't know. Like, you're 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 fine by me. You know, I think that's like one of the cool things about Rainice is that like she just kind of tries to oh, build things as they come. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say who is the most laid back character. Oh, and my my mind instantly went to yeah, Rainey's like it's Rainey's like, and oh, it's okay. not even close. Is, like, is uh, there anyone else? Is is kind of where my mind went. Is like okay, yeah, she's chill as fuck. Is well, there anyone the else? Is that it was it was Lainor, it was Rainey's, mm. uh, it was uh, Lena, Lady Lena, 
like uh I think that that all that made sense but uh nevertheless we cut to the werewood where Rhaenyra finds Rhaenys speaking of and they play a nice little game of uh you know oh I loved your son and I did not order his death nor was I complicit in it I swear this to you mostly because he's not dead at least not as far as I know it's been a while um doesn't really make is it strategic for Rhaenyra to actually like not be like hey your son is alive you know like why not that, tell her I think it's simply that her and Rhaenys have never clicked particularly um she's in a spot where it's kind of hard to trust anybody around her and like this very scene shows that Rainey's is willing to she knows what's probably best but she's willing to fend for herself if she needs to that's what this the whole point of this scene is so if it ends up benefiting her to be like mm. they faked Lenor's death what now that makes their children illegitimate that makes everything here illegitimate like she could like she could put that in her pocket and just hold on to it until it benefits her the most so i think it's like it is smart to not tell her because they're not exactly on the best of terms uh mm, that's true cuz i was thinking of it in the way of like she's you know making another desperate play being like hey i need you know this marriage you know now uh let's link our families let's do this you know, please, please. Um, and then it, it, I think it'd be like the cherry on top. Be like, hey, let's do this. Also, your son's alive, living the life that he wants, um, by and the I way. I can see that happening once they're betrothed. Like, once their kids are married and once everything's all set in stone, it's like, mm. like, hey, now it does not benefit you to betray me. Like, now you have to be on my side. So... Let me let you know this. Like, so I think once these bonds are like officially put into place, then she'd be able to tell her. I, however, don't know that she ever will now. I think that's kind of just a secret. They lock away, throw away the key, probably never hear about it again. Mm. Uh, like, do you think his character ever comes back? I can see him coming back in like season two, like in like a, some mysterious way like he like resurfaces and they're like <gasps> Lenor. like he's a faceless man oh that'd be because but, uh, he had to keep shaving his head and he's like fuck it i don't want to keep shaving my head all the damn time so he just, just to head, boom. Up to Lavos, head to the house of black and white and figure my shit out uh he's what happened to jakar or whatever the the main oh, yeah, he is, he is that's him Jock he's a lo- they're immortal somehow too and they just live forever i don't know fuck yeah, it. exactly exactly but uh now where's sea smoke where's where's lanor's dragon what happened to him oh he did have a dragon yeah did he just take it no because he rode away on a fucking boat is it just down like in a dragon Maybe pit in a pit yeah who knows? Who knows? But uh nevertheless, Rhaenyra makes her an offer she can't refuse eventually, but for now she will. Um back Luke's back Luke's claim, betrothed Lena's children to hers, aka the cousins, first cousins. Uh God damn it. 
Uh, but uh, you just Baylor, can't escape it, man. Yeah, it's 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 too like it's all it's all there now. Like we're not we're not escaping this the rest of House of the Dragon. But Bela will be queen of the Seven Kingdoms, and her sons will be the heirs to the throne. Uh, and Rhaenyra Rhaenys warns Rhaenyra that the following day the High Towers will land their first blow. It will force you to your knees. And I have to stand for myself, you know, like I have to figure I have to I have to look out for my family, you know, so appreciate the offer and all. But with the high towers in charge, it's not a safe move. Mm. Um, completely understandable, too. You know, I was like, all right, you know, do you? Fair Rainey? enough. You know, like you don't owe anybody shit, Rainies. You've gone through enough. I'm good. Uh, but uh, that night, Rhaenyra set. Uh, sits at her father's bedside, crying as she she laments the the burden of of being the heir. You know, you wanted me to unite the kingdoms, but in naming me your heir, you divided them. Uh, what the fuck, Dad? <laughs> She's like, uh, if you truly want me to be the heir, then I need your help. I need you to back me, and I need you to help us succeed. And but he's all and she she just cries even harder and it's like oh fuck man yeah Emma Darcy fucking killed this scene they were incredible like oh my god this I cried so many times this episode oh dude and that's that's what let me know Ah, like there hasn't been. Like, whenever I've said I've cried in earlier episodes, it's been like a tear came to the eye. I didn't, like, it was like, ah, yeah. They well up. They don't come down, though. You know, like, uh, when Lena died, that was, like, the closest. You know, that was just like, oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. This is just dark. Uh, Harwin died. It's like, I loved Harwin, but shit. Um, it was gonna happen. You knew Harwin was dead. You know, like, as soon as it was like, okay, yeah, he's the dad. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, just this whole episode hit in all the right places, and uh, yeah, I was sniffling, I was wiping, I, I was you know using the shirt to get get the tears off, you know, yeah. doing yeah. I I was, it was man, it just so it it felt just I don't know effortless, like nothing was really happening, like I don't know, well I, okay, obviously they were. They knew that it was going to be an emotional moment, but it was just like it was in the most mundane of times that I would just start crying. Like it would just be like, "Oh, like this because is it just... Was just finally." It was just finally. There's something about it that I can't even find the word for at some points where it's just like, "Yeah, yeah, this this sucks." There's just a there's a general sadness about what's happening here, and. uh wars looming Viserys is about to die his family's divided you know like he's he's not like it's just it's just real sad out here and like even uh even Emily who basically never my girlfriend never forgave Viserys for episode one uh, ever since episode one and I, I was like understandably so she was like you know after like mm. the making her making Emma attempt to have kids over and over and over, even though it literally only worked once. Um, and five failed pregnancies, one that resulted in her death, not consulting her about it. I was like, 100% understand that. Uh, 
so she's been like she's been begging for Viserys to die week after week. Mm. She's been like, when is this motherfucker going to die? And even her this week got a little like, oh man, like this is wow, this is a emo- this is heavy, like this is hidden, and it's like. They they just knew exactly what to do with that character and what to do with that arc over the course of this first season. Uh, this is this is shaping up. If they can just anchor these last two episodes to be one of the best seasons of Game of Thrones ever, and that's uh, I never would have expected that. Just given that we came off such a a low point in the eyes of many in season eight of, of mm. Game of Thrones. I don't know. It's like a normal season of Game of Thrones. You get like three, four episodes that hit hard. You know, it seems it seems that you get like three or four bangers and then all the rest are good. It's still it's still Game of Thrones television. You know, it's great. But like this is just like it's week after week. Every episode. Haymakers, bro. Like it's just it's getting better, too. Like yeah, it just continuously ups its game. But uh, the next morning, we see Viserys getting tended to, uh, and he's real nasty, uh, very very covered in sores. Uh, he's like, "I'd like to have supper," and Otto's like, "It's the morning, Your Grace," and he's like, "Fucking a, I know. I mean tonight, asshole." Um. And I was like, Jesus, Otto, come on, man. I know he looks bad, but you didn't pump him full of milk of the poppy this morning. He's fine. Uh, Well, that's another thing this episode continuously proved is that when he's not being pumped full of milk of the poppy, he might be in pain, but his brain is seemingly fine. Yeah. Like. He's yeah. No, he's cool. He has the ability to operate. And yeah, they're, they're completely lying. Like maybe yeah. I mean it, they not a hundred percent. He's in yeah, pain. He's in terrible like, pain. He's you in know, he's pain. And... He's not even moving. He's just sitting there here, and he's going. Uh, yeah, uh... but they they I guarantee the high towers didn't let it happen for a while and try to let him be in pain to lead. Mm-hmm. I think they were like, oh, we can just pump you full of milk with a poppy and lead ourselves. Okay, let's do that yep. right now. Um, yeah, but I, I loved Viserys here, him being like, you know, my family's in the in the same place all at the same time for the first time in forever. I'd like to have dinner with them. And it's it's just so sad anytime he makes a request like this because, you know, he's like, I'm going to die soon. Like, yep. I need I need my family together one last time. I need to see all the people I care about in the same room. I need to try and mend the rifts that have formed over the ages. But uh, later on. In the throne room, Otto presides over the petitions for Corliss's seat. And he's like, uh, and obviously, we're going to hope that Corliss doesn't die. Yeah, but uh, in the meantime, I'll be operating with the king's word on all matters, specifically this one. Let me plop my ass down on this iron throne. Uh, he's going to get sick and die. That'd be cool. Poked him in the butt. Yep, poked him in the butt. Little butt poke, but uh, Vaman goes first, bringing up his true, unimpeachable blood of the House Valarian. Uh, and Rhaenyra's like, ah, what you mean by that? My kids are the true, unimpeachable blood of the House Valarian. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. 
And she uh, could not say that with a straight face, though. She no. was struggling to say that. Like yeah. it was tough. Like it was hard to. Oh, like she couldn't how, even. Oh, I don't know. And then I don't know. What do you take that as? Like, is it that she just she does she knows? A, she, like, well, I think it's just like this is this is not going her way. There's essentially no way that this hearing goes her way unless mm. what happens happened. True. You know, like, and that she had no way of seeing that coming given the state she saw Viserys in earlier. Like, yeah, this man's not okay. I'm fucked, you know? So she's like, I think it's just like a, like, I'll keep trying. Like, this is, this could have been the doom of her son's legitimacy. True. Like, if this had, if this had passed to Vaymond, it immediately calls into question the succession of Rhaenyra's kids and even the succession of Rhaenyra. So it's kind of like everything's at stake here. It's just in the guise of only being about the Lord of the Tides. The, like it's it's just like we're gonna make this about the seed of Driftmark, but the hearing here has mm. impacts that ripple through to the larger, like to ultimately the heir of the Seven Kingdoms. So like uh it would just set a bad precedent if it go, if it doesn't go their way. So I think that's just kind of what she's she's prepared for. Um mm. but when she objects, Allison goes, "Ah. You'll get your turn. Let Vayman go." Uh and she's like, mm, "Okay." And uh Vayman finishes up and when it's time for Rainier to make her formal speech, she steps up. And she's she's she begins her speech and then the doors swing open. I was like, and, like, what's funny is my first thought was, like, I was just praying, like, Corliss bursted through these doors, like, hey, let's stop, let's stop this shit right now. I'm just fine. Everybody uh, go home. Uh, but, I didn't uh, even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, cause when this first started, I was just, I, I, like, looked at Emily and went, I just hope for the life of me, Corliss just burst through these doors and is ready to, ready to set this Damn, all Damn, that would have been the, nice. But, oh. I think we got an even more emotionally expectant moment. Uh, because Viserys is there. The, the king here. of the seven kingdoms, Viserys Targaryen. Oh. Ruler of the Rhoynar and the first men. And he, uh. The slow theme, too. Oh, the vi- dude, like the, the violin or the cello, whatever. I don't know. Which the, way that, the way that the camera, like, slowly zooms on Rhaenyra, she's like, oh, fuck, yeah, this just got better. And, uh, like, e- like, oh, my God, this scene was so well done because it takes, like, a minute and 20 seconds for him yeah. to get from the door. It's to a the while. Throne. Uh, It takes a while. So, like, you get to sit with him, sit with everybody's reaction, uh, auto, like, get up from the throne and be like, all right, I'm going to step on down. Uh, and, like, ha- having Rhaenyra right in the middle and him like walking like uh i don't know i I saw that apparently that it was a mistake that rhaenyra just so happened to be like perfectly centered with the throne and it looked like viserys was walking towards rhaenyra and not the throne initially for some i don't know um and uh i heard like a lot of a lot of things in this scene happened on accident 
and they just kind of like went with it. I don't know how true that is, though. Like, well, it, I mean, like, uh, I saw, I saw the, you know, whenever the crown falls off his head, it wasn't intention, and Matt Smith just took it upon himself to go, oh, this is a perfect moment for Damon to do some cool shit. Um, so like, um, and that was according to Entertainment Weekly. So like, oh, okay, okay. So like, it got it got reported on by wow. someone working on the show like that was not like a oh rumor has it no like they 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 said that um, that's cool but uh yeah like this this whole as soon as he bursts walks through the door and you know he can hardly walk uh but he can't be helped because you can't look you can't look that weak you know you can look weak but to present himself with the strength to carry himself like this it's admirable, you know, and uh, the fact that it's all for Rhaenyra just made it all the better. You know, that's uh, that's the kid he rides or dies for. That's his, quote, only child. Um, Can we say dripping true? Coming um, out with the mask. Yeah, the, the mask is flames. The fan of the opera. The whole shit. fit, dude. Oh, yeah. He's looking he's, he's looking spicy. Yeah, he's like, this is my last public appearance, probably. I gotta. Yeah. Oh, this is the last time he sits on the throne. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? He might not be dead. That's the thing. <laughs> he's dead. That's he's the dead. thing. No, that we've we've thought we thought he was gonna die every episode. And okay, no, he's dead. I mean, he's dead. He's dead. He needs to be. If he comes back, I swear to God. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, if he's not dead. Uh, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's no, dead. he has to be. He he has to be. He's dead. It's it's those last moments, the last breath. Uh, my love, you know. He sees Emma. He's going towards the light. You know that's that's what happened there. Um, but nevertheless, he's leaning heavily on his cane. He's wearing a golden mask that covers half his face. Some real Phantom of the Opera ass shit, and uh, he rebukes all help. He's like uh Get the fuck away from me. I will not be needing help to get up to my throne. And uh tells Otto to get the fuck out of there. Uh I will sit to the throne today, he says. And I was like, fuck yes. Finally. Mm. Uh, and, you know, the ki- the crown falls off the king's head as he limps up the stairs. And di- uh, someone steps forward to pick up the crown for him. And he goes, I said I do not need help. And then he looks up to find Damon there. And this is the only person he is willing to take help from. And I was like, oh man, they just know what we need, huh? Like, uh, this was another moment. I Like, the whole time, tears are welling in my eyes because, I mean, like, it's not just the scene. You know, I think if this has a different score behind it, it might not hit the same. It's the fact that, mm. like, uh, the music swelling the way it is, the cameras being worked the way it is, like, everything is just it's just hitting on all, all cylinders and uh, it, it, it's perfect. You know, he gives him the last steps up to the, the, the throne. When he sits down, Damon places the crown atop his head. Uh, and I was like, Oh, just, there's so much behind this little part where he puts the crown on top of his head, you know, like he's, he's talked a lot of shit. He's, he's questioned his, his ability as King. But I think that him coming out like this was enough for Damon to go, you know what? Yeah, that was some king shit. Let me go ahead and place this atop your head. Uh, 
But mm. I don't know. I saw someone have the idea that like he's been the true king during this. Like Allison, like it's Viserys is the literal king. You have Allison being the acting queen, be doing everything. But then Damon is the one who's actually been like pulling the major strings behind the scenes. Um, mm. Like he's the one who started the the you know fighting at um, the whatever with Stepstones. crab yeah Stepstones. Like started that. I mean he you know initially won whatever. Oh, yeah. Damon um, is far and away the most important character on the whole of the story i think like as mm-hmm. far as impact around the the kingdoms this man has not fucked around you know uh, i think like that's why it was so interesting to see him in like pentos is because mm-hmm. it was like a step back yeah he was like he was like like completely removed from everything being damon is so weird uh, you expect him to be involved in everything and getting into shit and causing trouble for everybody. And uh, for him to take a step back was so interesting. But uh, I also saw the perspective that uh, Damon's using his brother in his last moments to kind of get his way. So like kind of uh, show like showing him love and being like uh, supporting him up those final steps because he's just like, oh, yeah, now this is going to go our way. You know, like uh, and I could see that, too. I think I don't think there's like a. Again, this is an extremely gray character. I don't think there's anything black and white about this. I don't think this is mm-hmm. a purely well-intentioned, oh, I love my brother and I'm going to help him. I think there's elements of that. I think there's elements of, oh, yeah, this is about to go our way. Let me uh, let me go ahead and show him some love. Uh, Maybe that's why he went away. It's because he thought Viserys was going to die and he just didn't want to be there when that happened. Like Because like he's he's like, he was affected by him like just seeing him he, he it was hard for him well that scene earlier where he talks to allison for the first time and allison's like uh you know uh the the king viserys's condition has worsened since you last saw him and he goes huh like yeah no shit uh mm-hmm. it's like he's just i think this was the first time he's come to like i the way that matt smith plays this it could have gone it could have gone the complete opposite direction. I think that with the writing that's laid before us, pure dialogue and actions, it could very well be taken out of context as just him doing things for his best interest. Mm. It's the way Matt Smith looks at Viserys. It's the way that he acts off Rhaenyra and the way that he just has chemistry with everybody who touches the screen. Like, it's... I've never you know i watched some doctor who not enough to be like uh you know extremely well informed on it i watched last night in soho which i was really impressed with him in i never watched morbius or anything (laughs) what's interesting is i watched this and he is damon targaryen Mm -hmm. i feel like he's not acting do you know how hard it is to be such a presence on screen to be such an obviously fictitious being and me go yeah he's probably just like that i know he's not just like that that'd be fucking nuts you know like but like that's that's what's crazy is that like in those moments he just immerses himself effortlessly it's uh 
it's absurd, but uh, it's wow. the way he just like presents himself. It's the way he stands. It's it's everything. It's when he was just sitting in the fucking chair next to Rhaenyra when Allison came in earlier, and he just like the way like even when Rhaenyra and Allison are the only ones talking, he's not even like a part of the scene. The second time I watched it, I paid attention to him because he's just it's his body language. He just he's so fucking good as Damon Targaryen, but. Uh, yeah, like, the amount of Emmys this show is gonna get is nuts. Yeah, yeah. I saw. <laughs> uh, so the the memes of the show. God, man, I, I don't know. I love. It's just it's such a big show and such so ripe for memes and uh, like the chocolate, the the yeah, like chocolate. spine. Little yeah. sit, like sitting on the wheelchair has been used I for Viserys. Like first invented yeah. chocolate. I saw, I saw like that girl was sitting in the wheelchair and just had like three Emmys, just like chilling with them, and then like had like the crown and like the half mask on that Viserys oh, had. Uh, like I don't know, just, like I just ah, oh, it's it's such it's crazy that like so many people watch it right at eight or whenever it comes out for them. Like people watch it right when it drops, and it is like instantaneous. Do you get on Twitter? There's something already. Like oh yeah, it's uh, a it's appointment viewing for a lot of people. Yeah. Like uh, like you see like the people videoing the outside of a building, like seeing like all the windows change like colors like exactly mm-hmm. at the same time. Like I don't know if that's an old video and that's just, like they're saying that it was for House of Dragon or whatever. But like oh, I I read that that happened week one. Yeah, like uh, that was that's I know, that's just, that's pretty sick. Like oh, super fucking cool. Like I absolutely love that shit, and uh, and the show's just having already a huge impact, and uh, it's it's only going to get bigger and bigger as the seasons proceed. But uh, yeah, Viserys takes the throne here, uh, and he looks like shit, but he immediately presents himself as quite lucid. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I must admit my confusion. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck we doing here? Why the fuck are we talking about a succession that is already successed? Uh, he did, he started like that. I must admit my confusion. I thought he was going to be like, I know yeah. I'm old, and I don't know what the fuck no, I'm doing. Like, I thought that's what he was doing at first. I thought yeah. so, too. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, obviously I'm an old guy on the brink of death. Uh, I've been in my bedroom for the past, I don't know how long. <laughs> um, I don't really know what's even been happening out here. And I, but then he's like... What the what the fuck are you guys doing? No, um, what the fuck going on here, man? What king shit, dude. He, dude, favorite king ever in Game of Thrones history. Oh, I think I it's got to be so. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's a bold statement. I got to think about that maybe a little longer. Well, but, just on screen, you know. Um, I mean, like it depends on how you define king. You like mean king of the seven kingdoms who sat on the Iron Throne? Because yeah, sure. But if we're going king in the north or anything like that, you know, I think I end up having to go Jon Snow. But like, uh, true. I think if we're if we are dealing with the people who have sat on the Iron Throne, when we look at Viserys Targaryen, we look at uh, Robert Baratheon, uh, we look at uh, Joffrey uh, Lannister Baratheon, we Hallman. look at. Uh, Tom and Baratheon and Cersei Lannister, briefly Daenerys, and then Bran. Mm. 
Um, wow. I think as far as on screen being the king, I think it has. I think it has to be Viserys. Like for me, anyway. Like a. You want to know something sad? Is I think that? I know the Game of Thrones line of succession more than I know the presidents of the United States. Six, like the order. Right. I, right. I, I, I am way more confident in naming the kings and queens of Game of Thrones anthology than I am. Like the last seven or eight presidents. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm not really that confident whatsoever. Like the Bushes okay. and Clinton, I, I fuck. Can... They get it, it gets confusing a little bit, yeah, man. Like, I think I could tell you which of the presidents <laughs> were the last seven or eight, but like when it comes <laughs> to like the first four, it's like I don't know. They could have come in any fucking order, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Because I know no. it was like Bill Clinton, George Bush, Barack Obama, Trump, Biden. But, but like right before that. Isn't there a Carter in there somewhere? Uh, he was he was a little bit is before that, them. Is that, is that way? No, not way before Steve. them. He's still alive. He's still kicking. <laughs> or at least he was recently. I don't know. Maybe he's died by now. Jimmy? Um, yeah, Jimmy Carter. But I mean, like, Reagan and Nixon. Yeah, he's kicking it. He's 98. Holy fuck. He's on his Viserys uh, shit right yeah. now. Yeah, he's... uh. Covering half his face because it's rotted to nothing but bone and flesh. But uh, some pretty powerful uh, symbolism is put forth not only in this scene but the dinner scene later. Uh, on Viserys's left side when he's sitting on the Iron Throne is Rhaenyra, uh, her kids, and Damon. And on his side that is covered by the gold plating is the Hightower family and uh, Aegon and Aemond, and it's just like a, another oh, example of him uh, being turning the blind eye, uh, seeing seeing where he wants. Underneath all the pretty, pretty outside gold is the... Mm. is the uh, Rotting away. It's... Damn! Eating away at him. Fuck! And, it, and later at the dinner, it's even more prevalent because it is literally Alicent. Whenever he does take the mask off, it is Alicent on the side that is rotting, and it is Rhaenyra on the side that is fine. And it's like, uh, oh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. And it's you know, it's Damon, Lucerus, Josiris, Bela, and Reyna over here on this side, and then it's the rest of the fucking family on his right. Uh, so I think they just like kind of made it perfectly clear what's going on here through these little visual cues. But you know, he calls for Rainies to speak because who is better to speak on this than the only person who should be able to speak on this? Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, I don't see what the fuck we're doing here if we're not bringing Rainies to the front. And when she does, she says, you know, we're like, okay. What's it gonna be, Rainies? You gonna make the claim for yourself, or what the fuck going on? What are we What are we doing here? And then she goes, "You know what? You're here. You have the power to make this choice now." Corliss's plan is to take is that Lucerus takes the Driftmark throne, and Rhaenyra has just uh, proposed to me that uh, her boys be married to Damon's daughters, and that I'm I'm heartily agreeing to that. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I, I had no doubts about it. There's never been a doubt about it. This was always the plan, um, she says. And uh, I was like, fuck yes. Thank God. 
and uh, Vaymond is pissed. He's not having that. Uh, not very happy about this news. Uh, he immediately challenges, saying he will not allow <laughs> this breaking of tradition. Uh, and Viserys goes, you won't allow it. Remember yourself, homie. Uh, I'm the fucking king. You're the second son of Driftmark. Uh, I don't want to fucking hear that. And, uh, he's not, not really a nice old man, you know? He, he, he was. Hey, when it comes to his family, he's not going to let them be questioned, you know? He says, he says, you ain't going to fuck around like that. And he turns, he goes, that is no true Valarian pointing at Lucerus and yelling. And he says, that is certainly no nephew of mine. He continues to rant, and uh, he ends with the declaration. Her children are. Damon goes, say it. Do it. That's all he needed. Oh, dude, I loved when Damon went, say it. Yeah. Like, he, like, whispered it to him, like, oh, you say it, and I get to kill your ass. Yeah, literally. Like, mm-hmm. legally, that's all he needs. Yep, yep. And he, like, and he knew he, turns, he was dead. He goes, he looks he looks Damon in the eye, he smiles and goes, "You know what? Yeah. Ch- her children are bastards. And she is a whore." And the audience gasps. It's like, "Oh god. Oh my stars. No. He did not just say that." And uh Viserys weak as fuck rises, pulls his dagger and is like, "I'll fucking gut like i mean he says i'll cut your tongue out for that but like you know like he's on the brink of death and this brings him to stand and draw a knife that's a meaningful offense uh but then all of a sudden vaymond is missing the top half of his face and uh he can keep his tongue you know i i was i was waiting for a line in the episode that was my favorite and holy fuck yeah you know he can keep his tongue Uh, Damon goes ahead and slices through him uh, says he can keep his tongue and he sits he stands there just real like yeah yeah that's all I fucking needed and uh, fucking Otto disarm him and he's like no need fucking chill the fuck out Otto what the fuck are you on here (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was like Otto chill the fuck out you're the hand of the king back the fuck off you knew exactly what was gonna happen for some reason that part of the episode pissed me the fuck off. I was like, Otto, back the fuck off right now. You have no fucking say in what's happening here. This is a matter of Targaryens and Valarians. You're a fucking Hightower. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. Um, it just You're pissed right. me off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was... This was pretty epic. It was a little bit too much for Viserys. <laughs> as he as he falls back onto the throne, he's like, "Oh, fuck. yeah." He got that adrenaline rush to get him standing up, and then and then it was all over. And he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot. I am dying." Um, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it was it was fucking fantastic. He gets carted away by a knight and a maester, and it's like, "All right, what a scene! What a scene!" But. Woo. Despite all this, uh, we, we, we cut over to uh, Rainey's in the coroner's office, essentially, with the top half of uh, Vayman's face sitting above his 
body. Um, and you know, I, I, this was another line that I really, really liked. Oh, the, this uh, might be the line actually. And, like the stra- the stranger, uh, d- like doesn't give a fuck about me. I've looked, I've looked at his face many times. He doesn't care if my eyes are open or closed. Uh, that was, oh sick. man, that was cold. Like poor fucking Rainice, man. And like, here's the thing is that this person, I mean, obviously means a little bit to her. It's her, it's her brother-in-law. Uh, but comparatively now she's seemingly lost her son, her daughter. She's thinking her husband's dead. Uh, and now her brother-in-law is laying on a table before her with the top half of his face gone. She's, and she's just, she's just standing there, man. She's just like, I don't know, man. At this point, she's like, all right, who else? You know, she's like, I don't know. Is she going to go crazy? Is she going to hold it together? You think? Or like, that was what was funny in that moment. Me and Emily looked at each other and I was like, she went, I hope she just hops on a dragon and starts burning motherfuckers. You know, like I, I, I was, I was right there with her too. I was like, for real, she, she's earned it. If anybody in the show has earned the right to go ahead and just, you know, like when they were sitting at that dinner, I thought it would have been awesome if like dragon wings started flapping outside and then it just, and then she just burnt all of them. You know, like, um, Rainice is the queen. The show's over. You know, uh, that would have been, that would have been epic. But, you know, obviously I didn't actually expect that. But if there's any character I'd be okay with doing that, it'd be Rainice. Um, but nevertheless, and like that, that part of the episode also had my favorite shot where, you know, she's surrounded by the little flames, the little candles behind her, and, uh, Mm. they're kind of blurred out and it's just her face and she's, Another just killer performer in this, Eve Best, just absolutely brilliant as uh, as Rainey's. But uh, after this, despite all the death and the you know decapitation, uh, the dinner Viserys wanted is going to happen. Uh, he gets carried on into the feast and he, he takes his seat. I like the way we open the scene with a shot of Alicent and Rhaenyra on opposite sides with a giant gap between them. Uh, and uh, he, he he sits before them. How good it is tonight to see you all together, he says. And, uh, it's kind of Godfather-like, you know. He's like, how good it is to have all my, all my people together in one room. Look at all these faces. All these faces the people of the people, people I, love. I love. It's the family. It's the family. But yeah, he stands up to to say it too. You know? Oh yeah, he uh he was he was ready. He's he's he's, he's uh, you know we've seen a lot of strife in our years, but uh, yeah, he's 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 killing it here. Uh, another this was the scene that just anchored oh, yeah. it. Patty Considine, best actor of the episode, favorite actor of the episode. I mean, holy shit. Uh, mm. He stands up to toast piece. the kids. Okay. Uh, he, he. I was thinking of a name. I, I feel like this scene deserves a name. Um, About the Last Supper. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Every that's the thing is that there are there have been episodes where I felt like it needs a name for something that happened in the in the episode. Like it's that major of an event that happened in the show, like the Green Wedding. Um. With Allison's, you know, her strutting out. And then we have, uh, 
like uh Harwin and uh Lady Lena dying at the same time. I feel like that deserves like some fire name, which I haven't really landed you landed on anything there yet. Now here, like this last supper, like I don't know, it's just one thing after the other. Yeah, it's fucking no. it's all major moments, man. That's what's so awesome about this series is that there's nothing that's unimportant, you know. Mm. It's all all super big moments and uh you know, he toasts to the kids and their achievements, you know, uh we're we're going to join the houses of Valarian and Targaryen. They will marry. It will be a joy. Uh, mm. He says how much he's he hates how the distance they've all grown from each other. Um uh, and you know, he's nearly in tears. He removes his mask, revealing an empty eye socket on his right side. Tonight, I wish you to see me as I am, not just as a king, but your father, your brother, your husband, your grandsire, who may not, it seems, walk for much longer among you. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he uh, he exhorts them to set aside their grievances. It's like, please, set this shit aside. And just, let's, let's, let's tough this shit out, man. Please be nice. You know. Whatever uh, he said, he said, if not for the crown, then just do it for this old man. For the, Whenever, sake, of this, for the sake of this old man who loves you all dearly. Goodbye. I lost, like, I, I was, was already crying. crying. I this lost was his, uh, like, this I was, was his, like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, no. But I can't help but feel like it's my fault. Oh. If you're gonna do anything, just be kind. You know, he went, he went full Wayman Wang in this, uh, in this scene. But, uh, man, this shit hurt. Uh, uh. for the sake of this old man who loves you all dearly. And, uh, he sits exhausted, and this is for the first time in a while a very genuine moment between Rhaenyra and Alicent. Mm. Uh, Rhaenyra stands, raises a glass to Alicent for her steadfastness and loyalty to the king. She says she's sorry uh, that that the distance has grown between them, and. Uh, when she sits, the queen is visibly moved. Like, very, very, like, oh, fuck, thank you. Oh, how I've missed my best friend and potential lover. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, man, they got some chemistry. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, uh, it's, it's intense, but, you know, she says, man. uh, she says that her and her former best friend have more in common than they sometimes admit. She says she raises her cup to her and to her house and admits, you will make a fine queen. And I was like, oh, oh, fucking finally. Thank God. This is brilliant. I love every second of this. Everyone follows suit, lifting their goblets. It seems like we're all going to be very happy. We're all united. It's 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 happy family time. And. uh. You know, uh, all, all the while, Aegon's been whispering in Josiris's ear, being like, oh, you're going to have sex soon. Uh, do you know how it works? Do you know how to do that? Uh, and it's like, okay, fucking guy. Uh, 
How about you get the fuck out of this dude's face? Do you know how sex works? Clearly not. Um. Yeah, Aemon or Aemon, Aegon. Yeah, just sucks. Yeah, absolute dick. A- abs- absolute loser. Like he, we he, were, he. we were having such a good moment. Viserys is, you know, it, he he thinks of himself as like a failed king, but here, this is like one of the best things he he's done. Oh, it yeah. isn't like it's a simple sit down dinner with everyone. That that's he it. Undoes fifteen to twenty years of strife in one dinner, but the damage that Alicent and Viserys have done unto Aegon and Aemond is too much to overcome. It's too instilled in them that they are to not like Josiris and Luke. You know, like, uh... Yeah. They can't, like... Aegon sitting there, he couldn't give less of a fuck about what Viserys is saying. You're right. That doesn't matter to him. You know? It, the only people it resonates with are Rhaenyra and Alicent. You know? Damon cares because it's related to that related to Rhaenyra Otto cares because it's related to Alicent but even Otto is sitting here like whenever she says you will make a fine queen you can tell Otto didn't like that Mm. you know you can tell Otto was like okay uh hmm are we so sure that it's Alicent versus Rhaenyra like are we so sure that that is the dynamic here like i think it will be again yeah like is Um, it yeah well i mean like i think it'll be i think it'll be more just cyrus the kids yeah i think it'll be more just cyrus and luceris versus Aegon and aemon like i think that's i think that's more what we're looking at it's just that what automatically comes with that territory is rhaenyra versus allison uh they're gonna stand by their kids they've made that perfectly clear the whole fucking time um but I don't think it'll be because of them having beef anymore. Like, I think that, I think this truly was a making up, you know, like, I think they had, they had a piece, you know, that everyone, the music starts, yeah. everybody's dancing, smiling, laughing. Viserys looks around, and this was another one that just like, oh. Right yeah, here, I, lo- I was like, I hope he goes right here. Yeah. I, like, I, I was... Good. I was hoping for it. I'm like, he's looking around. Everything is going great. He's like, in his mind, if he dies right here, he's thinking, oh, dude, I was like, please go. I Like, I was begging for it to happen. Um, but I well, don't he, know. He nearly does. You know, he... Uh, he I think he was trying to, honestly. I think yeah, he was trying then, to. And then he just, like, uh, he just, like, collapses over in his chair. He's, uh... He's a sleepy boy, and he gets carried on out uh, mid-meal, and they, they they carry him on out, and then a, uh, a roasted pig is brought out and placed directly in front of Amond, and Luke can't help but laugh as this recalls the prank they pulled on Amond so many years ago. Didn't they really laugh, though? Dude has Vagar. Like, you know, like... Honestly, it's more of a power play for Eamon for that pig to be placed there. Like, yeah, remember no, like, when I, I was you guys this. brought me a pig? Remember? Yeah, yeah I got fucking I, Vagar now. I was like, watching this and I was like, oh, Luke, fucking A. And this is what proved that not only mm-hmm. has the hatred in Eamon and Aegon been so instilled, 
But Luke is also aware of who a potential threat to their legacy is. Uh, and it's Aegon mm. and Aemond. And he's ready to have beef. You know? Um, he he can't help but giggle. Or so, pork. Aemond goes ahead and slams the table and offers a toast to Jace, Luke, and Joffrey. These great young men who are growing up to be smart and strong. And Allison goes, Aemond. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. These are three strong boys. And it's uh, not very not very subtle here on Amon's part. Uh, Jace goes, say it again. And a nice little hearkening back to uh, to Harwin beating Kristen's ass in the yard. Because mm. it was when Kristen says, like when Kristen says something, Harwin goes, say it again. And then and then he does, and he beats his ass for it. Jace takes after Pop. Uh, you Damn. know, say, say it again. Uh, and he does. So he quickly throws him a good old punch. They they quickly uh, throw down, but uh, Aegon pins Luke to the table. Everybody gets pulled up, backed off, and Damon. <laughs> Damon steps up and just stands there. And looks at Eamon and goes, like, come on now, man. You know you don't want it. You know you don't want this smoke. Come on now. <laughs> Get the fuck on out of here. You know you're just cosplaying me, right? Uh, I mean, Eamon, he is badass in his own right. And he's he's stepping up like he's beating Kristen. And whether that's just to be like, fuck Kristen. And like, they're just actually demeaning him now, which is awesome. But like I think it's to show that Damon actually has some skill. But he's like, yeah, no, nah, you still, no you still can't touch Damon. Like you're not, you're not touching. I saw someone tweet earlier, and this is just like a, I tweeted like last week, like the mental gymnastics people will go to to like defend or ride for their favorite characters in the show is nuts. Someone genuinely thought it was like at Greens H O T D. So like they ride for the Greens. Uh, they said wow. you can see the fear in Damon's eyes about this scene. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, you you are just blatantly ignoring what's on screen for whatever reason. When? Whenever he's standing in front and like, yeah, yeah. Stone face as fuck? What? Yeah, I'm sure he stepped up in front of him because he was scared of him. That makes sense, you fucking media illiterate fuck. Um, wow. I added them and everything, so. Mm. But Allison mm. quickly runs to the princess's side, being like, Rhaenyra... It, you know, lamenting when Rhaenyra says it's best for her family to go back to Dragonstone. She's like, I think it's best that we go ahead and get going. This shit's clearly not going to work out. And she's, and, you know, Allison's like, no, please. Like, come on now, stay. We just figured this shit out again. Don't go. Uh, and then we get a nice little paralleling shot to what happened earlier, where this, whereas this scene started with them, with a gap between them, 
the scene ends with them face to face again. Uh, the gap now closed and, uh, she says she'll return on Dragon back after she sees the kids home safety. Mm. She's like, uh, I'll come back. I got this. Oh, didn't Helena have like another little. Yeah, she slid, she slid something in here. Um, oh, it was. Beware of the beast beneath the, oh yeah. Beneath the boards, like beneath yeah. the floor. Um, okay, dragon there, prop. Beware the beast beneath the boards. And then she gives a toast. Dude, her Ayla toast and Raina. shit too. They'll be married soon. He it won't pay so much bad. attention to you. Mostly he just ignores you. Unless he's, or except sometime when he's drunk. Yeah, it's like, oof. Yeah, Helena deserves better, man. She, poor, poor Helena. Uh, I really like Helena. She's a, she's a she's a good chick. Uh, it's and being What's married. Going on? On. What is going on with her control. though? What is her deal? She's a dreamer. But like, what does that mean? What the heck does that really mean? Hey, man, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna prepare you. To not find out. <laughs> Game of Thrones is notoriously putting uh, forward a okay. bunch of mystical shit that they have no interest in explaining how it works. The they... White Walkers, what does the spiral mean? Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. They just like making art out of people's dead dead bodies, apparently. You know, like... I, I just don't think we're going to find out what it actually means to be a dreamer, why people have dreams. I think mm. it's just... You're right. It just is, you know? Like, and it, 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 like, it doesn't absolutely suck, but it sucks a little bit. You know, you're like, I want to know how it works. But I feel like they're leading up to some big... Some big drop where it'll be like, Oh, it, it, it frames Game of Thrones different somehow. You know, like, it, it's something that, like, the season finale, I don't think will just be, like, an impact on the season and be, like, a big cliffhanger or whatever it happens to be. I think it'll be, like, I don't know, like, oh, this is that, you know, Jon Snow, the prince that has promised the Song of Ice and Fire, something, I don't know. I don't know what it, it's going to be, obviously. Um, but I, well, I don't we do have, we do have a little bit more here as far as the secession and time between things. Mm. The Mad King was Aegon the fifth and John wow. was Aegon the sixth. We've already got three Aegons. There's only one more Aegon before the Mad King. Wow. Uh, so like we're, we're nearing you know like because i think if it's been like 22 to 26 years we're less than 150 years out from the birth of daenerys targaryen and let's not mince words the mad king looked old as fuck in those flashbacks yeah. Um, yeah, it was the death of the mad king and the birth of daenerys, daenerys. they yeah. said like those happened at the same time which yeah essentially yeah, yeah. um yeah now he was old he was old as fuck when jamie killed yeah. that dude yeah yeah, he was not he was not looking good, but uh it was nice to see Allison and Rhaenyra close again. Uh, you know, them them being like, Yeah, I'll come back, it'll be it'll be good, it'll be like nothing ever happened. And Allison takes Rhaenyra's hand and says, Both she and Viserys will be happy to have her back. And uh, it's like, Oh, 
one last sweet moment, uh, because later that night, the king is moaning in pain. Alicent attends to him, and he starts, Rhaenyra. And she's like, no, no, not Rhaenyra. And he's like, Aegon's dream, the prince that was promised. Queen's like, what the fuck is this? And he says, you are the one. You must do this. She seems to come to some sort of realization. She says, I understand, my king. She leaves the room. And he definitely thought he was talking to Rhaenyra. And then Viserys reaches into the darkness for someone that only he can see. A tear falls from his remaining eye. He lets out one last breath. Something of like a, a relieving exhale, like, like, finally. He says, my love, as the, as the scene goes black, seeing Queen Emma for the first time in 20 years. And uh, I, was, I was crying, bro. I was like, oh, man, that was a way to end this fucking, I got chills talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm crying, and I'm also like, no. Like, you just resolved all of this, and now you gave Alicent the perfect fuel. The Dance of Dragons is predicated on a massive misunderstanding. Like, that's what... That's what did it? You know? Like, that's what... And don't get me wrong. It's a reach for her to believe this is directed to her. Oh, she knows it's not directed to her. But she's like, I'm taking it this way. Yeah. The king said uh, this to me. And that's I don't need him anymore. Goodbye. She left. Yep. She's she seemed really cool and back in back in the saddle for like half a second. And then as soon as she got an opportunity an opening that seemed like, oh, things can go our way again. She's going to run with this and be like, the fucking king told me Aegon is is who he wants on the throne. He said Aegon, the prince who was promised, you are the one. And how the heck can, like, Rhaenyra's response would be like, no, actually, that's just a dream uh, that is a secret that has been told to every king. You know, like, everyone's going to be like, yeah, right. You know, like, that's the thing, is that it's so unbelievable. Like, Allison's side's so unbelievable, but in the eyes of the public, Rhaenyra's not going to be believed. Rhaenyra's thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, fuck, like, our, no way, like, this is how it happened, but, like, it makes sense. Like, it does make sense. The war that killed the dragons <laughs> predicated on him meaning to talk to Rhaenyra in his last moments when he was talking to Alicent. You know, I don't know. Maybe for the Ice King to fall, the the dragons had to fall too. You know, it. it you can't. You can't have both of them exist afterwards. Maybe you know. It's like maybe this is just how it had to go down. It. They, they. They needed to go out together, and cool taking that, out uh, dragons takes a lot of time. The last three dragons are born at the same time Viserys dies. You know the 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 eggs being the eggs mm. being laid and stuff. I think that's kind of cool. Um, 
it is interesting that like he thought he was talking to Rhaenyra. And like I guess Rhaenyra asked him, like, is it all true? You know, like I guess she did like kind of legit ask him. And then this was just his responses to like, yeah, it, it's true, you you need to do it. Yeah. Um But I don't know, it's like his dying words. Like I feel like it's it's more of like not Rhaenyra, you need to lead. I think it's like, no, this dream is like he knows something else. I don't know. Like there's something else that solidifies it to be true. Like he it's he's not just going off word of mouth, like there's something else. And it, it focuses in it focuses in on the dagger again after Allison leaves. Mm-hmm. And it makes like this mystical sound, and obviously that could be. It's like, I mean, come on, it's the dagger, you that know. It's like, him. oh, like look, you know, here it is again. And, but I mean, it could be like that's where the magic could come from, the dagger. Some, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. know, like it, it could be a magical dagger that the one who wields it is. Dumb. Well, that's that's what she said. Like that's what he presents to her whenever he mm-hmm. tells her the first time. That this True. is the this is the dream. What was the the message hidden in the yeah the, the blade hidden in the blade? I can't remember. Um, is it just a song of ice and fire? I think it might literally just be, like is the prince who's promised, or maybe is it the prince who's promised? Uh, I'm not and, sure. And Aegon's sure. is it Aegon's blade? Was it a like Viserys's deck? What would you? I guess okay. Let's see. Um, before Aegon's death, the last of Valyrian pyromancers hid his song in the steel. Ah, um, so they, they from wrote... my blood comes the prince that was promised, and his will be a song of ice and fire. So it's just Aegon literally saying that Jon Snow will have my blood. Well, no. No, yeah. And and his will be a song of ice and fire. Yeah, yeah. And his, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. And uh, people have, like, I remember when people first heard that, they were pressed because, you know, Arya kills the Night King. Mm. And, uh, but I think that's uh, short-sighted. Almost, you know, like it's yeah, like, um, I don't know who, who sets Arya on the path. Who gives her her first sword? Who is leading the army? Who is, you know, like. <laughs> Arya kills the Night King. It goes down in history that John killed that Aegon. I still don't know what to call him, man. You know, like, I feel like John is disrespectful, but also it's more respectful to call him John because he it's He's not Aegon. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Um, enough about Game of Thrones, you know. But I don't know. It, that, that's it's they're they're leaning more into it. It seems, but I I don't know if they'll they'll ride the season finale on banking that you've seen Game of Thrones. You know, actually, they probably won't do that because. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, though. But. Uh... That's the thing, though, is that I don't know what new information they could present that would be like, oh, this changes our understanding of Game of Thrones so much, you know, like it would mm. it would be. It'd be cool for them to present something that was like uh, a new like 
like if Rhaenyra had a dream in the finale, mm. like that would be like that's the or like Helena. They like show us Helena having a dream, and and that's what does it. You know, like uh, that would be cool, but uh, like it reframes the dream in a completely new light. Like it shows that it's not just Targaryens that are are destined to be a part of that fight or anything, but it was always supposed to be, uh, you know, like the, the job was to unify the seven kingdoms and the Targaryens and the North come together. The Targaryens sure. killed Ned Stark's dad, you know, like they killed Ned Stark's dad. They killed Ned Stark's brother. Like, it was unlikely for them to come together and that's what they do. And that's how they, that's how they defeat the night King because they and were the all North together. North comes yeah. together too. Like the, yeah. the wildling North, the, I like, so, I mean, it's literally the song of ice and fire. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, in the blade from my blood comes the prince that was promised and he will be a song of ice and fire. Like we, we know, we, we know that. Like, it's like, it's not like a hidden message that's like, ooh, I wonder if it'll come true. It's like, we got that. We, so it's not like there's anything hidden in there, you know? Like, there's no way that John's not the prince that was promised, right? And, like, they're not, they're going to be like, oh, it's actually. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that I think people take prophecies a little <laughs> too literally. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Like. It could just be some shit a king made up. It could just be some shit somebody interpreted once. You know, and like, from my blood comes the prince who was promised. Like, without Jon Snow, without Daenerys Targaryen, both of Aegon's blood, Arya doesn't just go seek out the Night King and kill her, kill him on his on her own. You know, like, it's not like she's just like, oh, I'm gonna go find this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh... Mm. If yeah. they don't organize and fight under the under the tutelage of Daenerys and Jon, it doesn't happen. Like, it's that simple. Like, it's not like the prince who was promised was literally destined to murder the Night King. They were destined to cause the death of the Night King and end the Long Night. I don't think it literally means Arya is the princess who or the prince who was promised. You know, I think it's just yeah. Okay. I think it's just like any other prophecy, you know, like a shit in Star Wars, the chosen one prophecy. They'll bring balance to the force, you know, it's it's up for interpretation a lot. I think it's pretty set in stone who is. But, you know, like. Uh, it can be interpreted in any number of ways. It's not. Uh, mm. It's not one like, thing is correct. I dig. I dig. I mean. I don't know. I, I was against watching the next ons initially, but now knowing that they like, like they jump so far in time sometimes, if I didn't watch the next on, I'd be like kind of confused initially sometimes. Did you watch this one? Uh, uh, one time. Like I just, uh, I was kind of more, I didn't really pay attention, I guess. No, yeah. It's, uh, it's not a time jump. We're picking up. We're picking up right there, uh, and it's you know it's auto. I think it kicks off with auto going. The king is dead. Mm -hmm. uh, like Viserys did die here. There's zero yeah. doubt. Sure. Um, yeah, and then Allison. Up, 
with Otto informing people that the king is dead, it's like the next day. Yeah. I think we're done with time jumps. Mm. I think they've gotten us to this point so that they don't have to do time jumps anymore. I see. Yeah. Uh, that even, makes sense. Yeah. Because maybe why? Two, you know, like, uh, oh, you think like it's this is the last big time jumps at all. Time and jump. then, yeah. Hmm. I could see that. I could see maybe like until this, maybe this is like a legitimate, like, year long internal struggle that just lasts forever and then once that's over then they're like all right fuck we're it there were three years where nothing really happened and or i don't know maybe then they yeah, go exactly back, whatever exactly. but but hmm. yeah i mean allison's right says right away like he told me he wished for Aegon to be king yeah and she's running with that yeah i mean The door remains shut until we finish our business. Is it just going to be like civil war in the Red Keep only? You know, like is it just like? Oh, they're probably like, it's going to be war, so they're probably going to call the banners, and it's going to be like, all right, the bannermen for House Targaryen are going to split up because they're going to choose who they back. You know, like uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be bloody. It's going to be a. It's going to be a fucking war, you know? It's not going to fuck around. And and Laris comes back here and says that he found... Oh, fuck! There was a... In the episode, uh, Damon's previous wife... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and who was the girl that came back to report to oh, her? Oh, Masaria, yeah. Forgot yeah. about that. She's got her little spies in there. Who was that spy, and what did she do... What did she see she was, that she's uh she was in the uh I think there were multiple there were multiple points where she's involved. Uh she was helping Allison get ready at one point. Um mm. so she's like she's up there. She her spies are okay. in there. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Like they just threw that in there. Like I completely what? forgot about oh, like, good. and I was like, "No, not Damon pulling up about to about to mm. commit more crimes because that's his crime hoodie." You mm. know, whenever he's got the hood up, he's about to do some crime. Um, mm. yeah, no, nope, wasn't that? It was just more spies. Uh, mm. Laris coming back, saying, "I found out something you should know." Talking to Allison, and then it flashes no. to a bastard baby. With white white hair, that's that's an Egon's kid. Oh, for sure. Um, not the no not way. This, not the kid that was conceived in the sexual assault. I think. Oh yeah, Aegon, obviously this kid is old. Yeah, he's like older here, yeah. and this is there's no time. Yeah, obviously they. Yeah, yeah no. I think okay. Egon. <laughs> I think very okay. early on and like within the last 10 years, probably the last five, Aegon's been fucking around. He had a baby. He's got a bastard child out there. I think that's just how it is. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because he's the only one who I can conceive of it being. Um, I got, I got to think that's it. Uh, things I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to Damon and Amon's inevitable fight. 
they're going to face off at some point. It feels mm. almost certain. Uh, I'm. Is this the dragon pit or arena or what? Like where they're all this is in? what is this is what is like in ruins and where like the last very end of Game of Thrones where Bran and like all of them are like at the very end, right? Like yes. Um, but it's in like it's open to the air. But this is yeah. okay. Um, man. Yeah, like where we saw them like bring the pig to Aemond and stuff. Mm, That's like basically right where they were sitting when they were like, all right, who's going to be the next king? And is that just, do they call that the dragon pit? Or like, is there a name for it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's going down in the dragon pit, dude? Everyone's going there. Like, everyone. Like the town. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the everybody's flooding to the dragon pits. Maybe it's like some sort of gladiator situation. Mm. Uh, <sighs> trial by combat. Aemon versus Damon. Trial by combat to determine who the heir is. Rhaenyra or Aegon. Aegon selects Aemon as his champion. Rhaenyra selects Damon. I mean, would the, both of them make it out alive? Or does Damon die? Or does Damon kill him? One of them could just uh, uh, tap out. Or... Damon's going to lose both his fucking eyes. Champion Kristen Cole, he dies. Embarrassingly. Finally. In front of everyone. No, I like the idea of him fading into nothing. But I don't know. I guess any any predictions you want to put down, anything you're feeling confident on. Helena and Amond will have an affair behind Egon's back. Ooh. That's I like that. Just be like, Aegon, I'm sorry, dude. You got nothing going for our family, and you suck. Sorry, goodbye. I got the dragon. I'll yep. be the king. Um, kill like, you. Uh, oh. And there was that scene last week where they were younger, and they were both looking at Helena, and Aemond was like, uh, "Oh, if only they betrothed us." Like, You're uh, right? Like, I think it's. I think it's. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking weird, but yeah. I think that's kind of where we're headed. Wow. Imagine having an affair with your brother with your brother. She has an affair with her brother husband. Cheating on your brother brother. husband with your brother brother. Yeah. Um, Wow. All sorts of sick and twisted. Okay. Um, I dig. I think... um, I like the idea of a trial by combat for something. I don't know if it's if it'll be a trial by combat for the who who's seated on the throne. I think that's that's more of well, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be over, but I think the idea of a trial by combat is happening. And it'd be sick if like both have a dragon if it's like Pokémon style. Yeah, like right. it's like it's like, you know, do do the dragons fight too? Um, Maybe and so. I think the likely matchup would be Damon and Aemon. Um, 
which would be sick. Uh, so I think, I, I, I don't know, I'll put that down. Just uh, Damon v. Amond Pokemon battle um, yeah. in the Dragon yeah. Pit. Yeah, I see. Uh, you ready to throw a rating at this bad boy? Ooh, okay. I mean... We got three ratings. We take the average of of these, and it becomes our overall rating for the episode. We got enjoyment, just how much we're digging the episode. We got genre, just how well it fulfills its genre, this being that fantasy Game of Thrones-ass shit, and this was another damn good Game of Thrones episode. Mm. And uh, critical rating, and that's all things considered. Writing, direction, cinematography, acting, score, and I have a feeling this one's going to do pretty damn good. So, add enjoyment. I'm at another 10. Woo! If an episode of television gave me to cry that much, it's a 10. And I'm still looking forward to, like, next week. Like, that's the thing, is that it wasn't just, like, sob story the whole time. It was, like, sob story that is pushing the story forward. Right, right. Like, and it's, oh, I don't, yeah, no, this is is undoubtedly a 10. Um, and enjoy that. And Genre-wise, we've got some more intrigue. Got a dude's head getting cut off in court. Boom. Um, got a prophecies and misunderstandings of said prophecies and Viserys family taking that walk. That yeah, you know his man. walk there. This, um, is a, this is an all-time Game of Thrones episode, man. Uh, I'm really. I don't know if it's like, is it ten out of ten Game of Thrones episode type shit, or is it like nine five nine seven five? I think it's like nine five. It just like just a little half a point, you know. It's like, um, I don't know what is missing necessarily, um, but it just felt like the the focus more was was on the emotion, on the story, on, um, it, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like. Not as much conniving, not as much classic Game of Thrones elements. Yeah, you don't have any Laris in there at all. Uh, this episode it's it's, nice than we've gotten yeah it's just these two families and they we're trying to get them to come together as one yeah Uh, so yeah i feel like nine five is fair here now critically um this is as good an episode of television as i've ever watched uh beautifully shot brilliantly acted exquisitely well written um the score, oh fuck, the score was brilliant. I struggle to find a place where this didn't succeed. It, how do Emmys work? Like, is it per season? Can they do it per yeah. episode? Like, um, they do. They can specifically cite episodes for which they they want to nominate someone. Like, is there an award specifically for like best single episode, or like, is it? Uh, House of the Dragon won an Emmy, and this episode is why it won. Or I'm pretty sure best. I'm pretty sure like best writer nods can go because it's not like it would just go to Ryan Condal for being the showrunner. Different people write specific episodes, and different people will be awarded depending on what they wrote. Um, mm, okay, so it, it it can get down to like best director. Like, this one was a fucking fantastically directed episode, and this one was directed by, uh, I believe it was, here, let me pull it up for you, I don't want to, 
don't want to butcher the name. This one was directed by Gita Vasant Patel. Uh, and she's, uh, she fucking killed it. Like, this was mm. really, really good. This episode was written by Eileen Shim, who, uh, hasn't written a lot of episodes so like uh if there was going to be a nominee for this episode it would be eileen shim and it would be uh gita vasant mm. uh, uh shit patel gita vasant patel yeah damn yeah i don't i mean this it's unbelievable that this is just like a just an episode of television i don't know it, it feels like like, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I can't find any reason to give it less than a 10. I can't either, man. I can't either. Yeah. I have um, no doubts about it. It does shake the episode out to be a 983, which is below last, last week's episode. Um. I just think last week had more like a. It was just so much more obviously the fantastical Game of Thrones shit, you know. Like I that's feel true. Like this guy, this I think I, a tiny step back in that regard. Um, I think overall, last episode is just that little bit better. Like it's, um, yeah, okay, I th- that makes sense actually. Because I was like, it. I think I was debating on whether I liked this episode more or last episode, and that's the thing is that they're both ten out of enjoyment. So like. They're both fucking great episodes. Yeah, they're for different reasons that they're good. Um, Yeah, that's why the average is always important. You know, like it's not like a like we ultimately came to the conclusion that this episode is better, better crafted, Mm -hmm. critically a better episode. But because it didn't have as uh, I would say stark a conflict as last week, like stark. pun intended but uh like um, the conflict last week yeah. was much more plain to witness like it was like oh yeah we know what the pro like this is they're at odds with each other and i think whenever everybody's at odds it feels a little bit more game of thrones than when everybody's being mostly nice you know we get uh we get a lot of sweet scenes in this episode and while i fucking love it and it results in it being a tenant enjoyment it mm. uh it does happen to make it feel a little less like Game of Thrones. Um, not by a lot, but by that tiny, tiny bit. Because like you said, it ends up being, what, 1% less than last week? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a 100%, a 99%, and a 98% in, in, this, uh, in this series so far. So, uh, Damn. That's pretty strong. Yeah, IMDb gives this episode a 9.6. Um, it was at a 10 for a while. I saw like on 12, I mean, back when it had like 200 reviews or something like yeah, that, yeah. you know, um, it has 12,000 now. So, I mean, a nine, six, that's, that's, that, that's enough. Oh. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That, that's enough now. Um, I think that it, I think that's the highest. The previous episode, Driftmark was given a nine, three on IMDb. Gotcha. Um, so I guess. You'll find that better, but as far as every other episode, every other episode has been in the eights. Um, so this episode, we had episode five as our best episode yet. Yeah, that's the closest one. That's an eight nine on IMDb, which I 
what the fuck's going on. I think there. that's a perfect episode of television. Like that like, was you look back and it's just it's a perfect Game of Thrones episode. It was so well crafted. Claire Kilner absolutely destroyed it. Like I look back on this series and that is just such a fucking highlight of an episode. I guess um, that one does have nearly forty thousand reviews though. And gotcha. uh this episode has only thirteen thousand. So gotcha. I mean it could could take a little time, but I mean, we're eating, we're feasting. That's, I mean, like, it doesn't really matter if one is better than the other. Like, they're all good, and they're all in one season, you know? It's like... This season of of television's been fucking crazy good. Just absurd. But uh, you got any parting thoughts here for Fire and Bloom, episode 108? Nope. I just want to point out my previous prediction that Boot Boy Laris isn't actually a Boot Boy, and he can is a slithering little sneaky assassin boy. Um, oh, you think so? I just I, I want to point that I, I have a feeling it's it's going to come up and it's going to be shown soon. Uh, okay. But, but I, I I called that out. When did I call? Oh, Laris's boot appearance. isn't for real. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just want to call it out again. Um, I thought it was coming this episode, not going to lie. Whenever the, the hooded figure was sneaking back to the whorehouse, I thought that was him. I thought that was That's him. True. And we were going to be like, because it focused on his boots first, on the on the yeah. feet for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's all I got now. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, then with that, we conclude this episode of Fire and Bloom, a House of the Dragon podcast by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash coroblom where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book pull lists, movie reviews. Me and uh, Joe are planning out our 52-year our journey through film awards over there, just like over seven hours of content dedicated to that alone. Uh, worked on re-rating our 52-year journey through film on the 10-point scale, and that's available for the 70s and 80s now over on patreon.com slash corobloom. So please go check that out. Be a big help. That's C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M. If you would, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Leave a five-star rate and review wherever you're listening, and if you're fucking with me and Joe, come back Wednesday for the Andor After Party where we're covering Star Wars Andor. Uh, go ahead and catch up with the series, catch up with us, and tune in for episode six this week. Uh, and then on Friday, we continue our 52-year journey through film, and this week brings us to The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So that's what we'll be reviewing there. Uh, cannot wait for you to hear that and for us to keep pushing forth with this 52-year journey through film. It's been so much fun. Uh, I can't wait for you all to hear what we've got in store for you. But... uh I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And he can keep his tongue.